So statistically, they say that the happiest people are single women and married men. Are you one of those happy single women? Stick around, I've got some really great news. Hey, sweet babies, I'm Candace, and let me tell you, I have been where you are. For years, I was unclear about my love life and trying to achieve someone else's idea of relationships. My families, the churches, the millions of romance novels that I read throughout high school, none of which got me anywhere but unhappy with my love life. But guess what? It took abuse, grief, and homelessness for me to learn how to let go of control and be guided to transform my love life. I broke free from those struggle love cycles and created a love life that actually loves me back. And now I am here to guide you to do the same. So I want you to join me on a journey from feeling disappointed in your relationship history to madly in love. From broken and guarded to whole and happy. I am here every week, but I don't want you to just watch and listen. I want you to comment engage and be a part of this conversation. I talk a lot, so you gotta get in where you fit in. All right, let's get started. All right, so for today, today's topic is where to find men who are better than singlehood. Now, let me just preface everything with saying that if you identify yourself as a happy single woman, I am not saying that there's anything wrong with you, that you can't be single, but I do know that there's nothing more important than connection. There's nothing more important than love. And before you hurry up and negate this podcast and turn it off and say, well, I'm just going to stay here in my happy bubble. I've had a lot of pain. I just don't believe it's worth it. I don't believe it's possible. Just listen up for a moment because there's nothing wrong with being single. As a matter of fact, I want you to be happy single. I was happy when I was single once I learned how to be happy single. And that's how I got into a great relationship because deep down inside as human beings, we all want love and connection. We all want a witness to our lives. And if you're listening to statistics shared on social media, you may be receiving the narrative that there are really only two choices for women. Find yourself unhappy in a traditional relationship where the masculine partner reaps all of the benefits of having someone to do everything for him, or be single, free, and living your best life without life partnership, and maybe having lovers on occasion at your discretion. And while there's nothing wrong with either of those choices, you gotta live in a way that is authentic to you. I wanna speak to that part of you that knows that a romantic connection is a part of why you are here on earth, and that part of you that also realizes that deep down, it is your birthright to be loved in the way you most deeply desire. It is also our journey to become someone who can perceive, allow, engage, and experience that love. That's what we're here for. Not just, you know, for a romantic connection, but to be able to develop intimacy with others and whatever that's to look like for whatever our life circumstances are. That's what we came here for. So what stops us from believing that we can have it? What stops us from thinking that it's ours? Well, sometimes it's narratives like this one in this reel that I was shared that was shared with me just this very week. Take a listen. If you look at the stats on who's happiest, the happiest people are single women and married men. They're the two happiest groups of people always. Single women and, and married ha- men are the happiest. I've been the happiest groups of people, like not married women. Married women like end up doing 
all the jobs and you know married women aren't happier than single women single women are happier than married women and married men are really happy because they get everything done for them basically now while i agree that this is partially accurate statistical information there's a huge gap missing in the research they left out the small percentage of people who actually have a loving partnership that is in alignment with who they are authentically at their core. And I know some of y'all don't believe that that's possible, but that's the key. That's the holy grail. And it is possible, trust me. Because those of us who have found it are the happiest that we've ever been. And it's not because we're following rules or traditional gender roles. It's definitely not because we've fallen in line with society's expectations. And it's definitely not because we are the lucky few that stumbled upon a fairy tale. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And I'm going to tell you why in a second. But first, why do the statistics show that the happiest people are single women and married men? With traditional societal expectations in place, these are some of the positives that come out of being a married man or a single woman, right? So the assumption is that what we're striving for is the traditional expectation of marriage and gender roles. So one of the things that married men often benefit from is the emotional support provided by their spouse. The emotional support around their career, their growth, their goals, the things that they wanna do. Oftentimes, traditionally, the woman falls into the, su the support role and that contributes to higher reported levels of happiness for the man because he's out there being, you know, whatever it is he wants to be, living his biggest life. So a lot of those men probably reported that they're very happy. Those men who are supported by a woman who probably is forgoing what she wants to do in order to support what he's doing in the traditional structure. Then financial stability. So marriage can lead to shared financial responsibilities, which is not quite as traditional, but be is becoming more and more common, right? So that could potentially develop a more stable economic situation, which also may contribute to why a married man is happier because there's more income. And that can make it happier for a woman as well. But based on the post, based on the reel that you just listened to, we're talking about you know, what the disparities are when you are a woman who's married or what the perceived disparities are. A woman who's married with the traditional expectations. Autonomy. So single women, single women may have more autonomy and control over their lives. And that definitely leads to higher levels of satisfaction. So if I'm of the paradigm that the only way to be married is in the traditional way, single life looks like total freedom because I have total autonomy. I was interviewing a guest um, years ago and she actually was a friend of mine and she'd recently gotten married and we were already in our 40s and her thing was well you know when I was single I had freedom I could make decisions that I can't make now because I'm now married and as a single person at the time I took a little bit of offense to that because it was as if she was saying well when you're single you have no responsibility you can do whatever you want because you don't have to check in with anybody and in a way that's true but you also do have responsibility to family and work and things like that. But it's true that we we can come and go as we please. We decide to relocate, you know, things like that. And I say we as a single woman then, no longer a single woman now. But so, yeah, that, that could lead to higher levels of happiness and satisfaction with choices, right? Because I got to choose it all by myself. I got to have this lifestyle all by myself without having to fit into some gender roles. 
reduced stress. So for married men, they may experience reduced stress because the responsibilities are shared or all taken care of by the woman that they're married to, if we're speaking traditionally. So household chores, child care, you know, that positively impacts a married man's well-being if the woman he's married to is taking care of all of those things or giving him the minimal responsibility, with, which often happens in traditional marriages. And so for those of you out there who've been married and are now divorced, what did it look like for you? Was it a traditional expectation? Was it societal expectations on the, the dynamics, the gender dynamics between you? And did a lot of your unhappiness come from that as a woman? So another thing that a lot of married men get is emotional fulfillment, right? So they may feel loved and appreciated and connected within their relationships if they have a woman who is emotionally giving, right? Not all women are emotionally giving. So it's not a guarantee that a married man is happy, but the men, the married men who uh, tend to report that they have more happiness are men who tend to be with women who are emotionally supportive as well. Societal expectations are, are less pressure on single women. It's less pressure to conform to gender roles and be submissive because in this day and age, as a single woman, you got to do for yourself, right? Sisters doing it for themselves. So, you know, the traditional gender roles and family expectations might shift a little bit. I mean, if you're like me, you might have a family that sort of disassociates the fact that you're single from them because I have a family that's all about marriages and having children. And that's most people's family, right? So depending on how entrenched they are in that traditional stuff, it could almost ostracize you a little bit. But also it relieves a lot of the expectations, even the ones, you know, the families that they hassle you about getting into the traditional roles. You know, you have as a single woman, a satisfied single woman, that choice to say, I'm shedding all of that. Right. And that can cause a lot of happiness because it feels like freedom. And married men have more opportunities for social interaction because of the, because they're married. They tend to be more respected in certain roles. Like if you run for office, Married men tend to do better when they run for office, right? Then there's all kinds of health benefits for married men. So, you know, men, married men tend to eat better and, you know, increased access to health care because they're married, longer life expectancies because they have someone who's looking after them in the traditional way, even if it's tearing the woman down <laughs> and she ends up having a shorter life expectancy. So for single women, the happiness might come from more flexibility to pursue careers and interests and personal goals without the constraints of marriage. Like I was talking about earlier, you don't have to check in with anybody. So that leads to a higher level of life satisfaction because you can pursue all kinds of things that you might want to pursue. And then personal growth. Single women, I think, you know, we tend to be able to pursue our personal growth when we're single. And, um, you know, married men, they may experience growth in a different way, growth because of their partner or growth uh, just because of the experience that they're having from sharing their life with someone. You know, if they're willing to, they can grow from that. And they might find that their, their chosen path of being married leads to increased happiness through self-discovery and achievement around those things. Like if you make a marriage better or you become better in a relationship, oftentimes you will feel a sense of satisfaction and happiness. And sometimes men can be completely blind to what their partner is experiencing around that. Not growth itself, but you know, feeling like they've made some sort of change or shift and it makes them feel good. And so that makes sense. It stands to reason around you know, what that woman is saying in that reel that 
married men and single women are happier because the assumption is that married women are in a traditional role toiling away and reporting unhappiness because maybe they didn't get to do what they wanted to do. They um, have to do all of the work. They've taken on a lot more responsibility than they wanted. They may not feel their own identity. That's the assumption, right? That that's what's out there because it is common. It's common when people have tried to fit into traditional societal norms. And in essence, single women find happiness when they buck up against traditional patriarchal expectations and go their own way. There's no doubt about it. And what's unfortunate is that very few of us can fathom having an, an enriching, loving, happy relationship because of the very expectations that we imagine that we would have to adhere to to get a decent guy. And what's worse is that a lot of the men who talk about societal marriage expectations are trollers and red pillars who think it's their job to fix women and put us in our place because that's the old patriarchal paradigm that you know it's the man's job to fix a woman and you know give her validity by marrying her and you know make her into a person by marrying her so on this particular reel all the nastiest comments came from men <laughs> so men who listened to that reel and instantly you know they're crying bullshit one man said she's got she got a mic and started lying some single women are drinking more than men are now and antidepressants are higher with women i guess he meant antidepressant usage is higher with women and it was just a lot of uh vitriolic commentary about you know older women being cranky and rah, 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 rah. you know this is not true it couldn't be possible that single women are happier because these men are so entrenched in the patriarchy of thinking that traditional the traditional way is what all women want which that's no longer the case, right? Like we've woken up, we know that it doesn't have to be like it was for our mothers, our grandmothers, you know, all of that, that there's an evolution happening around all of this. So my comment was on the post, the caustic comments from men on this post are so representative of exactly why so many women think single is the key to happiness. The fact is, it's not the being single that makes women happy. It's being free from toxic dudes who think it's their job to criticize and shit on women, especially on the internet, rather than understand why this could be the case, that single women are happier. Truly, to me, the only thing that is better than being single is being with someone who is emotionally intelligent enough to be understanding and empathetic. And men like this do exist. I have one. And the lovable ones are not out here trolling and trying to, to um, you know, hurt women that they don't even really know. They're not trying to make women they don't even really know feel bad. Those, those aren't them. So I guess my concern is, you know, women looking at a post like this and then looking into the comments for and getting all the reinforcement and the evidence for why you'll be happier as a single woman 
it's a detriment to those women who actually deep down do want that loving connection. Hey sis, I know you. You want to attract a partner who genuinely loves you as a woman. You want to break generational cycles and experience the fulfilling romantic relationships that your mother and maybe even your grandmother didn't have. You want to learn how to release the pattern of navigating your love life through past hurts, trauma, and abandonment issues. So I've made this easy to consume effective digital course just for you. It's called A Love Life That Loves You Back. I'm Candace Harper, a relationship coach and hypnotherapist. And I would love to help you create that love life. Just go to bit.ly forward slash loving relationships for WOC. Can't wait to see you there. Which I do believe that the larger percentage of single women actually do want a healthy, loving connection. Not because I think it's the only thing that validates us, but like I said earlier, it is the reason that we are here on earth. And it doesn't make you bad if you don't have it. It just means that there are there are things to reconsider and and beliefs to espouse to and beliefs to release so that there can be room for it, right? So the question is, where are these men to be found? Because it seems like the red pillars and the and the men who want to criticize women and put them down and make women feel bad about themselves are ruling the internet right now. It seems like those are the voices that we hear all the time. And there's a lot of truth to that. Those are the voices we hear. Those are the men that get popular because both men and women magnetize towards, you know, the 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 abusiveness of that kind of communication. You know, you either want to fight it or it strikes a nerve in you because you think it might be the truth. And here's the thing. If it's striking a nerve in you, there is a part of you that agrees with it. There's a part of you that thinks it's the truth or thinks that someone's going to think it's the truth about you. So all the women who are on the post, you know, trying to argue back and forth with these men. It's because there's a fear that what they, they're saying might be the truth. And so let's, let's unpack it a little bit. Let's peel it apart a little bit because we want to figure out where are the emotionally intelligent men to be found? I don't want you to go into skepticism and say, well, they don't exist because that's not true. But they're not trolling on the internet, that's for sure. So here's where they are. They're in rooms that are built for transformation and growth. They're growing themselves up. They've made mistakes just like the rest of us. They're open about those mistakes. They're clear about those mistakes and they're transforming their lives. They're writing books about it. They're, you know, they're going to the classes and there's classes that can be had everywhere. They're taking the courses. They're in men's groups that are all about wellness and health. I've only dated, at least in the last, I would say, almost 10 years, not quite, because I had an abusive relationship about 10 years ago. But I've only dated men who are healthy, have healthy relationships with other men, who care about their well-being, their mental wellness. They actually love themselves in an authentic way. And so they're, they can be found in places that are about solid, authentic, loving self-care, right? That's where you can find them. And, you know, whatever that involves, you know, even though I know that it's assumed that mostly only women go to yoga, but there are places where men go to yoga, you know, they're, they're outside exercising, they're taking care of their bodies, they're, you know, just at great events, they love things like live music and cultural events and art shows and, and things like that, and, and places where it it's centered around their growth, where there's, you know, ice-breaking exercises, people are getting to know each other, people are learning communication skills. I've been in many of those rooms, and there have been many, many men in those rooms. <laughs> I've always met men in those rooms. They're taking care of their kids every other weekend and they're being healthfully involved in their kids' lives while sustaining a healthy co-parenting agreement with their mother, with their kid's mother. 
I'm not saying that because a man is doing that, that he is 100% holistically healthy, that he's doing everything right. But it that's a huge sign. So we're always so busy wanting to look for red flags. How about look for the green flags? That's a huge sign that you're dealing with someone who cares about who he is. He's not out here trying to hurt women or put women down. He's not out here trying to be right about negative or vitriolic things. He's got bigger fish to fry. He's a caretaker. He's got kids. He's got pets. He takes care of people. He actually, you know, is somebody who cares about how he shows up in his family. That's where they are. They're participating in causes that nurture and uplift humanity, like racial justice, housing, you know, curing an illness. There's tons of men in organizations and careers that are about these things. And so I'm not saying all of this to say, go find them and run to them. I'm saying, think about the things that are important to you, important to you to nurture, important to you around uplifting humanity and, you know, be engaged in those things naturally. And that is naturally where you will meet the people who are aligned with being happy with myself single because I love myself and only being willing to give up my singlehood for somebody who's worthy of it, somebody who's actually going to make life better. That's how you do that, right? You live into it. They're participating in the, in the things that you love that are not gender specific. So not beyond just the causes that they're into, but also like exercise and sports and creative projects. And like I said, cultural events and, you know, music and things that you love that are not gender specific. Those are the things that the, you know, the kind of men that actually care about what's going on in their minds, their hearts, those are the things that they're putting their energy towards. They are not putting their energy towards trolling on the internet. They're in online forums created to grow and build things. So if they are online, it's about creation and building, right? And I'm not saying that the trolls aren't ever trying to grow and build things, but you got to look at, you know, what are they growing and building? Are they on some like cheesy, you know, become a millionaire in a week, you know, get rich fast kind of forum where it's like bros all, you know, showing off and renting Lamborghinis to impress each other? Because that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about they're in forums that are created to grow and build something. So, you know, part of building homes or you know, uh, making a difference with communities and different factions or a cause for a community. Like they're working together, they're getting organized around something that means something to someone besides themselves. They're giving their energy to taking care of the people they love the most. And, you know, preparing to one day father, preparing to one day grandfather and have earned the love and respect of all those around them. So that's what they're creating. They may not be necessarily front, you know, uh, focused on that front of mind that I'm trying to be the best father I can be or the best grandfather, but, but they're committed to those things that make them a good father, a good grandfather, uh, an earner of love and respect, even when they're not those things yet, right? So those are the green flags that you want to be focusing on, putting your energy towards. Like I say all the time, put your energy towards that which works. Stop worrying about what doesn't work. Stop looking for what doesn't work. Stop complaining about what doesn't work. Stop engaging with these fools out here who only have nasty things to say about women. Stop interacting with the things you don't like about other people. Start interacting with these good things. Start acknowledging people for these good things that they do. Start you know, giving your energy towards the things that are workable, that would be workable in your life. 
They're on the dating apps. Believe it or not, the rates of divorce are high and being divorced is not a red flag. It's a badge of experience and growth and learning for the good guys, right? They've learned things from it. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they're now a perfect husband, but a man who's been you know, married 20 years or so has learned some things about how to be around a woman. And if he's a good guy, he's learned them in a positive way that helps him grow. And there's a lot of men out there that have done that and they don't have time to be sitting on the internet saying nasty things, right? He's making a difference in someone's life as we speak. So whether he's involved in some big philanthropic project or he's just, you know, takes care of his neighbor and brings, you know, food to his neighbor who's elderly or, you know, helps them walk their dog or something like that. That's the kind of thing that he's doing right now. He's got a high credit score because he's responsible. And if it is low, he's authentic and intentional about building it back up. Like that's what he's committed to, right? So in short, they are everywhere. Men who are emotionally intelligent and worthy are everywhere. But one thing they are not doing is criticizing women on a bro podcast or leaving hurtful comments that make women feel defensive. So, you know, my whole thing is if you are on the internet and that's what you're seeing a lot of, that's what you're taking in a lot of, it's very easy to go to that headspace, that belief that that's who men are in general. And that's what you're dealing with in the dating pool. And that's all you're going to attract. And I want to dispel that myth right? Because we attract what we believe. And if that's what we think is out there, there's not going to be anything anybody can do to convince us otherwise. And the detriment that it causes to listen to these trolls and to listen to these men that have all these negative things to say on the internet is an overall general belief that actually sabotages how happy you could actually be, right? So I'm not saying that you can't be happy single. Again, I was, I was very happy single, but I was happy single knowing that I was open to and ready for the human connection, the partnership, the love, the elevation that I deserved and that my partner deserved. And so my singlehood was just about growing into, opening myself up to what intimacy and love and connection would look like. Not because I think that every woman's life should be centered around having a man, but because I think every human's life should be centered around being as loving and connected and having an optimal human experience as possible. If you believe that knowing a man who is emotionally intelligent and authentic and can see you, love your sense of humor, love you whether or not you are in peak condition or, or recovering from COVID, a man who is empathetic enough to look after you, whether you're having his child or going through menopause, a man who is desirable from the inside out rather than just on the surface. If you believe that that's a possibility, and you're just like, I, I want to believe, I think I believe, and I am, you know, in my happy singlehood or I'm working towards a happy singlehood and you want to have a conversation with me, get with me. Let's talk about it because I can help you out. I can help you through the thought process and I can help you get to a point where you understand that what you want and what you seek is seeking you. And I can help get you out of the, sp the space of believing all of the vitriol and the negativity that happens on the internet, right? So are single women and married men the happiest people on the planet? I would say no. There's a small contingent of us who have actually matched with someone who is our person, who's our ideal, our ideal partner, who we're very happy with, who's willing to share the responsibilities, shares the responsibilities, 
and wants to be a witness to our life and so that we can witness theirs and wants to grow and build together and have a great life together. There is a percentage of people that's maybe, I say small, but maybe even bigger than I think it is that are happy than all of them. So I don't want you to just buy into the statistics. The statistics are very general and it leaves out a lot of details. And that's it, my sweetheart. That's all I have for this week. I, you know, just did a low key kind of audio this week because I'm, you know, causing some different shifts and changes in how I'm doing the podcast. And there's some great things that are coming up. Hopefully you'll stick around with me to find out what those are. Don't forget to stop by the website for your free copy of my ebook, Seven Days to Freedom from Single Girl Shame. It's going to be available. I keep saying it's going to be available very soon, but I promise you it is going to be available very soon, hopefully by the end of this week. And by the time you're listening to this, if it's after October 2023, it's available. And that's it, my sweetheart. I love you so much. Until next time, keep being unapologetically lovable. And above all things, give yourself grace. I love you so much. Bye now.